Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. I'm your host, Andrew Calvino. And today I have the legend and badass himself, Matt Mundner. And dude, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast and um, introduce yourself to the listeners, my man. Appreciate that introduction, man. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, this is my first podcast, so go easy on me here. But okay. uh, no, my name is Matt Muttner. Uh, I run Muttner Designs. Um, most people are kind of familiar with my work in the sour strips scene. Um, but yeah, I kind of run a freelance design agency and work within the fitness and uh, supplement industry. Okay. Um, well, dude, I've seen your designs for Sour Strips and various other brands. You're a badass, dude. I love the way how you work. Um, so just having the opportunity to interview you, share your story and experience with the listeners, I have a feeling they'll, they'll go after it. Sweet. All right. I appreciate that. Boom. So starting off, first question is, what is your why? What is my why? All right. So I'm going to break this down kind of into two types of answers here. Uh, so my why of kind of getting into graphic design, um, I've kind of been doing this now for, well, since I was in middle school. So I'm, I'm 30. So it's been, it's been a while since I've been kind of throwing down some edits, but uh, kind of all started back in the day when I played uh, Halo 2. I started doing like Halo 2 montages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it kind of caught my, my creative attention of like this, this could be a future maybe, you know, in the long run. And um, I, I was using my mom's like really cheap Dell to start working on like movie maker and all that. And I kind of fell in love with it. And then kind of throughout high school, I was doing, um, I was doing music videos for some teachers, uh, which I know sounds insane, but, uh, there was actually one teacher who, um, always reached out to me and, and asked me to do design work. And I was kind of known, uh, in high school for for the guy who could do design. Because back then, I mean, it wasn't as easy as it is now to where you can kind of, you know, get on YouTube and really learn how to do this stuff. So um, I kind of felt like it was um, not used as much back then. So I kind of stuck with it and figured, you know, this could be be the long the long run. And, uh, you know, there was a there was a while there that I wasn't doing design. I was actually working in logistics and really I wanted to do design. And I was, I had this mindset of design doesn't pay and I'm not gonna be able to support a family in the future. So I kind of stuck along with this like logistics Avenue for a while and I was making good money and things were going well. But um, in 2017, I believe it was right after my wife and I got married, um, I actually just quit my job because mm-hmm. I kind of knew design was, was what I wanted to do. And she was fully supportive of it. I had no backup and I just straight up quit right after we got married. Uh, in-laws were thrilled to hear that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I just kind of ventured out and figured out what I wanted to do. Um, and I started working with Sears Holdings Group for a little while. I was doing some stuff for Kmart. Um, kind of working more corporate jobs, but I knew my long-term was I wanted to work for myself. And that's kind of my second why is 
Um, I've always wanted to do what I think is going to look great for brands. And I've always wanted to be the one to communicate with either the owners or the creative art department. And um, it's always been something that I've been working towards since I took that, that leap back in uh, 17. And um, last year, was it last year? Yeah, last year I lost my job uh, during COVID and kind of was able to give me the opportunity to take the well, the second leap, I guess, uh, further than expected. So the last, you know, uh, year and a half have been really me kind of doing things on my own. And it's allowed me to be at home with my son, who is now one. So I've been able to kind of be here throughout that entire growth of him, you know, being born to being a year old. So I want to be able to do this so I can take care of my family, be here if they need me. I don't want to be the dad that misses out on, you know, baseball games and all that because I'm working. I want to be able to, to be there for everything and be the dad that I think I want to be. And I think that's kind of where I'm at is um, I think being a dad for me is super important and being able to work my own shifts and do what I need to do to, to make sure that I can kind of fit both, both avenues of a, you know, and a great husband. I can't, I can't shake that off either. You got to be a great husband too. She'll, she'll yell at me if I don't put that out there. <laughs> Thanks for putting that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my wife would completely agree with you on that one, dude. Yeah, um, you, you got to put those out there. Otherwise, whew, it could be rough later. Yeah, um, but I completely understand where you're coming from. That's an incredible why. Thank you for sharing that with me Definitely. and the listeners. Um, and it sounds like you being a freelance um, designer, artist, having your own business, um, taking care of your clients while still taking care of responsibilities at home. That sounds like a great work-life balance. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope to get it a little better someday. You know, it's still mm-hmm. kind of in the early stages, but um, I, in my opinion, it's kind of better than traveling and working a nine to five, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think in my lifestyle, it's just, it's not fit for me. Okay. And going to drop another quick question your way is you've worked with brands such as Sour Strips, Glaxon, Snack House. How did you find such incredible clients or does your work speak for itself and drive clients to you? Uh, That's an awesome question. Um, It's kind of a mix of both. Um, Instagram, believe it or not, has been 95, nearly 100% of where my clientele have come from. And it's come either through referrals or most of the time the conversation starts with, Hey, I saw you work with sour strips and you know, that I kind of knew back when Max and I started working together that this could have potential of being something that I could use on my portfolio. And if this becomes a big enough brand that I can start using it, you know, to showcase what, what I'm able to do. Um, And I've actually used the Instagram account uh, stacked. Um, I've actually used his website a lot to kind of see, because I think he has a terrific um, way to showcase the types of brands that are in this industry. So I actually have this generated message that I send to basically all of them and say, hey, I think your brand is great. I think it could improve in this area. Um, These are the, basically the, what I offer and 
I would love to talk to some to someone in the space and see if I can, you know, basically convince them to work with me. And, you know, it has, there's moments where they don't respond, but you get some where they're like, yeah, let, you know, shoot me an email or let's set up a call. And that's kind of how I've been able to bring in, you know, the clients that I have. That's sick. Um, and yeah, I'm going to drop another quick question your way is um, business goals that you have for the remainder of 2021. Yeah, that's um, so originally coming into the year, I kind of wanted to bring on somebody else to, to give me a hand, um, like a project manager. I realized that is one of the more underrated roles in running an agency um, is having kind of somebody behind you to organize everything and kind of keep your head on its shoulders because, you know, doing the artwork is one thing. Um, but making sure that everything is running on a smooth timeline and all the deliverables are being reached at, you know, what your client's expectations are, you, you kind of need someone in the background to, to manage all that. So I've been in the process of looking for someone, um, which I guess this is a great opportunity to say if anybody is kind of looking for a project manager type role, um, you know, that, that's, that's something I'm looking for. Um, and then kind of in terms of the business itself, um, I guess I would like to start reaching um, like bigger, not, I don't want to say bigger clients, but those that are more established that are maybe kind of looking for a change of pace within their, you know, within the, their, their team itself. I know there are a lot of brands who um, are a little more old school and I'll, I'll use one example of uh, Caged Muscle. Um, they were actually looking for a rebrand, but they're kind of, um, you know, not thinking it's the best decision or they're nervous about it. And I think one of the things that I want to be able to do is give, give these companies the comfort in knowing that rebrands can't be scary. Um, while they can be a little bit cost efficient, depending on how you do them, I think nowadays rebrands are happening more than you realize. I mean, you see it with you see it with everyone, you see it with football teams, you see it with, you know, large corporations. I mean, rebrands are a great opportunity to reintroduce yourself to the world. And I think that's kind of one thing I want to do is help, help these bigger brands kind of realize that um, it's okay to kind of take that next step in the creative part of your game. And um, I think it would help a lot of industries in the long run. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. There's a lot of legacy brands out there that are so stuck with the same font, same design, same everything because mm -hmm. they're afraid of change. Um, they feel as if that legacy product, whether it was a BSN NO Explode from 15, 20 years ago, that was the best product in the game at that time. Um, but they're afraid of changing. So yeah. Hopefully you'll have some amazing conversations with um, brands and help them reestablish themselves in a creative space. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, that would be, that'd be fantastic. I mean, I, I love talking to those that work within the industry, the, the uh, CEOs or the creative directors, because they're, they're brilliant minds and it's, it's great to kind of be able to bounce ideas off them. You can really learn a lot. Okay. And then going to drop another quick question your way is what advice would you give to someone who is afraid of going after what they want? just do it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Nike's number one in the world for that slogan. And it's, it's, I know it's cliche, but 
man, you just gotta, you gotta stick your neck out there and you gotta make yourself available. Um, that's kind of how Max and I began working together was, um, he dropped his sour strips line. I bought some cause I had been following him for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I got it and, um, saw the back, saw some of the uh, initial designs that went into it. And I told him, Hey, I kind of made a mock-up of what, what the bag could look like if we redesigned it. And I just shot him an email and said, Hey, I think, uh, I think your brand is great. I think it could use a lot of improvements. And he emailed me back like right away. And he was like, you know, let's see what you can do. And you know, the rest is history. But I think that if you don't put yourself out there, if you're scared of being rejected, you're going to be in the same space or the same position you were before you did it. Um, I think too many people are scared of, of that rejection and people don't, people aren't going to know who you are until you put yourself out there. And I think it's, it's easy for me to say that I am a very risky person. I, I, that's, my, my friend Nick gives me crap about it all the time that I'm like the most risky person in the world. And Hey, it pays off sometimes other times it puts me in a hole, but I think overall it's always a plus. And mm-hmm. I think if you really want to make it and, and this goes for anything with design, your personal goals, your career choices, uh, a girl you like, just go for it, man. You just got to do it. <laughs> it's just, you got to put in that work and you just got to, you got to just shoot your shot and it's all cliche stuff, but it's, it's, it's there for a reason because it works. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with uh, me and the listeners. My man, I got chills hearing you say that. Um, Cause yeah, I've been a fan of Max for a very long time. Then Sour Strips came out. I've seen the design changes from the actual product itself on the label. Yeah. Um, last weekend I went to the Anaka power meetup and the fact that the sour strip bags were there oh nice you went to that okay i went to that dude i met max there um and it was just cool just to see he brought he bought he brought a whole entire um he brought sour strips for everyone there for free and yeah I th- he had the display up didn't he the gigantic yeah. retail display yeah he had the retail display up he had the exclusive watermelon watermelon flavor and just seeing it there, plus at Target, um, dude, it's insane. How is it now seeing a product that you've helped design now seeing at a national level, uh, at a national retailer? It's cool, man. I can't lie. Uh, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but uh, just recently, my wife and I, we went to Target. We had our little boy with us, and... Uh, she was getting ready to leave. And I was like, no, 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 we got to go to the candy aisle real quick. <laughs> we went over there and uh, they were sitting there and they had been out for a while. And I kind of picked them up and I showed my son, I'm like, look what daddy did. Like he has no idea, but he picked them up and he, he started playing with them. And I was like, this is cool. You know, you, you get to see something that you've worked for in a store and our, one of our favorite stores. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see your work kind of be showcased out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's sick. And I know you're a fan of Ghost. I think you put it publicly that you were hoping that one day um, Dan, Ryan, and the team would allow you to do your magic for certain products or something like that. Is there any, 
product or anything that you see immediately that just you want to add your touch to? Yeah, you know, Ghost is an awesome brand. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've followed them um, since their Instagram. I think had like six photos, and it was kind of like it just it was just a collage of like Ghost coming soon. And I had found them through Christian. And I was like, man, their logo is sick. Like this could be a really cool brand. And then their products started coming out and then they started doing the videos and just everything that they have done at an industry level, they've set the bar so high. Um, and I kind of, I kind of shot my shot last year. Uh, I made like a little 3d render of like the peach, um, gamer. Um, and I was talking with Holden for a little while and, um, I don't know what necessarily I would pick out that I would enjoy doing. I think just working with them in general, they seem like an, a bunch of like down to earth, cool people. Um, and it's kind of a brand that, you know, like I said earlier, I kind of want to start working with these brands that are more established and ghost, I think is beyond that. I think their, their growth and all that they've done in the last several years has been extraordinary. Um, so just to be a part of that, even if in a small little graphic, I think would be um, kind of a personal goal for me, uh, aside from being a business goal, I think it would just be something cool to really just be able to work with them and collaborate and see, you know, how they did it, because they exploded out of nowhere, it seems like. <laughs> Dude, um, what was it? I believe Wednesday is when the Oreo Oreo Way launched. Yeah knowing that that was a product that was like five, six years in the making. Wow. Yeah, Ghost is doing things the right way. They take their time in regards to authentic collaborations, formula, um, taste have to be like on point. You don't know how many times I've seen um, Dan, Ryan, CJ, everyone at HQ just retest things just to make sure it's perfect. Yeah. That authentic experience. Um, every single time that I've gone and I've done my job for Ghost, um, they've always stated the good to give brand retailers, um, GNC, Vitamin Shop, you name it, give them the Ghost experience. So, dude, in every single aspect, they're killing it. So, I really do hope that one day, at any level, you you work with the brand because that'll be sick. Yeah, that would that would be awesome, and that kind of touches on. Um one thing that I, I kind of think in the industry, um, and I, I think it's fitness informant. I think he kind of touched on this a couple of times is mm-hmm. brand authenticity, authenticity and keeping your brand away from other brands. I think ghost has done a terrific job in being patient with who they're going to collaborate with or who they're going to basically put their brand next to. And I'll use, you know, I'll use the recent Oreo collaboration for an example. They, they didn't go out and make their own cookie protein and take Oreos colors and implement that onto their brand. And I think you see that a lot within the industry um, Mm -hmm. where you see names that are very similar to um, another brand that has kind of established themselves. And I think that it's important if you want to be reputable and last long-term that you build the brand for yourself, because, you know, while Oreo and 
Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Reese's are all familiar and their colorways are very recognizable. I think it's important that brands either have the patience in maybe getting them to collaborate with, you know, those larger brands or, um, you know, building a way around it to where you're not exactly stealing the colors or the brands that have already been built. Because I think, I think it's a turnoff to some people because they, they know obviously the difference in seeing the actual Reese's logo and seeing orange and Brown Mm -hmm. colored design. I mean, the flavor and the taste and all that is going to be different. So um, I will say that I respect ghost in a, a very large fashion due to that, that they've, they've never done anything like that. Um, and they've always kept everything very authentic and uh, very, they've always kept to their brand and they've never strayed off. That. And I think that's very important for the long term. and you can see it paying off. Yeah, dude, I have like right now comparing, if I had to compare ghosts within the supplement industry to something else, um, I would have to say it's Supreme because yeah. they're absolutely killing it on every single launch. Everything's a home run, you name it. Um, and then now, normally I don't do this, but I'm going to drop a note, quick question your way. Yeah. Um, what do you think about individuals, brands or anything like that, that come up to you and say, Hey, I want you to design this to look like Reese's or look like another brand, but just basically just copying another person's IP. What do you think about that? I think that's an awesome question. And I've actually had an experience of that. And it's, and it's very interesting because um, the style and the brand that they kind of wanted to go after was ghost, ironically enough that we're talking about <laughs> them. And uh, they wanted a, a pattern background and they wanted like rips in the label and they wanted all these things. And kind of after doing my initial briefing with them, I was like, this sounds a lot like ghost lifestyle. If you guys are familiar with them and they were like, we are, we don't want what they have, but we want it to be similar. I was like, well, that's not going to happen. Um, number one, because I don't want my name tied to that. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a creative person in the space, the last thing you want to do is start making enemies with other brands and uh, especially one that could be considered higher toward the top. So we kind of reeled it back a little bit and worked on kind of some other designs in the end, it didn't work out. Um, and I think, um, because of where their mindset was, I think they kind of had to take a step back as a team and kind of figure out exactly what they wanted to do. Because, um, I think I, I think right before we had had our initial brief, I think they said I was the third designer that they were going to try and work with. And I'm curious to know if the other two kind of had the same mindset in, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to do that because, you know, at the same time too, you want to be able to showcase what you're capable of. And if you're copying other brands, that doesn't showcase your skill as a designer that just showcases you're able to, to copycat. And I don't think that'll, that'll kind of give you clients in the long run because they want to be able to see what you can do. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that you asked me that, especially after we are just talking about ghost and uh, that's the only time it's ever happened. Um, but uh, it's interesting that you asked that. 
Yeah, because I remember seeing a post from Fitness Performance, Price File, you name it, about brands just copying um, IP that's protected by various other brands, right? Yeah. Um, and I know the supplement industry has a uh, reputation of doing that. Yeah. The name around from Skittles to um, Sour Rainbow Candy. Yeah, Fruity fruity Rocks. I saw that once. Fruity, fruity Rocks. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically there's that track record, right? Yep. Um, and so I just wanted to get your input. So thank you. On yeah, you. you know, aside from the fitness industry, um, we've actually dealt with that, uh, I want to say three or four times with Sour Strips. Um, there have been... I think there was one company that tried to rip off the name and tried to make a CBD brand. Oh, a CBD um, brand? Yeah. They, they stole some of the characters. Um, they were trying to work on a brand. Mm-hmm. There was one in Canada, I believe. And there was one in Mexico. And uh, one of them straight up just took the entire design like, yeah. and just changed the font a little bit and made a website and everything. And like why would you waste your time doing all that because you know it's just it's not gonna work (laughs) it's not gonna work one two you'll get the fastest cease and desist letter that you've ever in your whole entire life and then i think i remember max posting that on his story saying Mm -hmm. that there was like a cbd or weed company that was using the characters like straight up of the of the designs that you that you guys created Yep, they were going to the website. They were just right-clicking save image as. No. Nope. Going and making their own stuff. And no fucking way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. I, I think it's hilarious because, you know, they're they're wasting their time. And all they're doing is proving that the design within Sour Strips is working. Because they're not taking the product itself. Mm-hmm. They're taking the designs itself. And I guess... You know, it's it's cool to see it in a way. I will admit that that you want to, you know, somebody else is trying to steal, you know, your artwork. Um, it's not cool, <laughs> but it's it's nice to see that it's working, and it's kind of funny to see the responses of these these brands after Max texts them because that's what he does. He he just first sends a, a kind message. If they don't respond, then the aggression goes up. <laughs> and I don't think any of them have reached a, a legal standpoint, but um, yeah, it's comical to see them kind of tuck their tail in between their legs afterwards and realize that they were wrong. I mean, we're going to find them. I mean, it's Instagram, you know, it's, mm-hmm. he has 350,000 followers. Someone's going to see it. So yeah, it, it's hilarious to see that stuff. Um, dropping another quick question your way is um, what shows do you watch on Netflix, Disney Plus, or Hulu on your downtime? I just watched episode five of Loki yesterday. Good shit, dude. Yes. You're in it? Yeah, I'm in Let's it. Let's go. I'm deep. I'm deep in it. I love it. Um, Croaky, bro. I had no idea that I love Croaky <laughs> that much. Um, yeah. Like classic old man Loki. Like even though you had him. Spoiler alert. Spoiler I was going to say, man, you got to say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So if anybody has not seen Loki and you want to come back after you see this, yeah, do it. But spoiler alert, um, old man, classic Loki. We've only, we only had him for like one episode. Right. And 
it's like you give him so much backstory oh yeah care, and you care at that exact moment when he's like doing the projection of asgard that he hasn't seen in like thousands of years yep dude that was epic that gave me chills when that happened the, oh. the music the cinematography the the cgi everything has been incredible about this show i i would put this up there with some of my favorite shows and i know next week is the last episode and that saddens me because i have loved every episode of this um i think this surpasses i'm gonna make a bold statement here and say this surpasses some previous marvel movies that's a bold statement and i get that but i think this series is phenomenal that's a very very bold statement. <laughs> um because I understand where you're coming from. Loki has been incredible, completely different from WandaVision and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, In regards to like Marvel TV shows, for me, like the best of the best so far has been Daredevil. Daredevil on another level of just like the storytelling, um, character building, the fight scenes like in in Daredevil. Yeah. Shit, dude. Yeah, they've Marvel Marvel kills it. I straight out I don't think there's anything that they've put out that isn't good. It's every every little detail from the Easter eggs that they put in to the small little details like how in Ant-Man uh he was teaching him how to do the card trick and then in WandaVision mm-hmm. he's walking up the road and he does the card trick. It's those little things that they are so brilliant with and they're so small and most people don't catch them but that's what makes marvel marvel is it, it, their little details are just are almost more exciting sometimes than like the actual scene that's going on because everybody has their theories and it just reddit blows up and there's this whole thing like my buddies and i have been talking about episode five and we have a couple theories on it uh, i saw one being um Mobius might be a variant of Howard Stark. And really? if you if you look it up on Reddit, their similarities in appearance are very close. And I wouldn't put it past Marvel to time together. Could just be a theory, but hey, you never know. Have you heard the um Infinity Stone theory? I have not. Okay, so that's a theory that basically states that the Infinity Stones don't work in um where the TVA is located are multiple time streams, not the main sacred one. Hmm. Um, so basically the people that are getting plucked have powers that are similar to the Infinity Stones. So whoever's getting them can still have access to those powers. Um, if I remember correctly, classic Loki had like projection. Um, let me see. I'm trying to remember because that was like a deep theory that I was like, what the fuck? Uh, and then um you know how Hagatha Agatha Harkness or Hargraves or whatever um, yeah is has like a power that's similar that's powers that are similar to the power stone okay um now that Wanda has those powers she basically is uh, is the equivalent of the power stone with her magic so whenever that I like this, whenever the multiverse of madness happens, there's going to be individuals that have power similar to the Infinity Stones, and I think this is what I think is going to happen. Um, the big bad is just going to try to just get them all. 
And I think that I, I agree to that. I think there's going to be something with the infinity stones. Cause we just got teased last episode that um, the one uh, variant of Loki had all the infinity stones. We've seen him obviously in the desk of some of the TVA employees mm-hmm. joked that they were used as, uh, as paper. paperweights. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think something's something is going to come around with the infinity stones. There's been too much talk about it. Yeah, I think the Infinity Stones are like too important just to like have as paperweights. Yeah, right. I mean, that kind of that kind of sparked a franchise of like <laughs> just total excitement was the whole thing. I, everybody get the Infinity Stones. So yeah, I don't think I don't think it, it, it ended with Endgame. I think they're gonna kind of carry that out for a while. Yeah, um, and then Matt, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on Content Inspire for sharing your story, your experience. Um, I'm going to link everything of yours down below, um, your Instagram. Um, I'm also listeners. He was asking that he's looking for a project manager. So if you feel like you're the right person for the job, certainly reach out. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and yeah, man, is there anything that you'd like to say to the listeners before we head off? Um, not necessarily. I think just kind of going back to what I said earlier was, you know, if, if you're ever listening to this podcast, looking for, uh, looking for a sign, I think now's the time to just go out and, and do what it is that you're kind of holding back on. I think COVID taught us a lot of staying at home and, um, using that time to kind of teach yourself whatever it is that you've been putting off throughout your normal busy lifestyle. And I think if, if there's something that you want to do and you've been putting it off, now's the time to do it because there's a lot of great opportunities out there. Um, there's a bunch of people looking for work. There's a bunch of people who are searching for something that you do. So put yourself out there and great things will happen. Thank you, dude. Absolutely.